0: WXXI in the Little Theater. This is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and things are about to get spooky scary. That's because today is our Halloween episode. I'm joined by Ben Scrivens of Fright Rags. Hi, Ben. Hey, how's it going? Fright Rags is our co-sponsor for our October Mondo movie series. We have two installments left. Friday, October 23rd, we're showing An American Werewolf in London. And October 30th, the night before Halloween, we're showing Fright Night, we're going to have art, beer from Rock Brewing, poutine from La Petite Poutine, a costume contest, tons more. Full details are on thelittle.org. But first, we're getting to the action here. So, Ben, it's Halloween. I have to ask, what's the
1: scaredest you've ever been? What's the most frightened you've been in your life? That's that's a really good question. Uh, one thing that pops out to me when I was uh, about maybe eight or nine, I was at a fun house. I was at like a carnival, and there was a fun house in like this tractor trailer, and my sister and I went in. And it's one of those where you, it's pitch black and things Mm. pop out at you and I lost her. So I was completely alone in pitch black. I'm not a fan of the dark even today. And uh, I found this like guy and her, his daughter and kind of latched down to them until we got out. That was pretty scary. I would have to say that. And honestly, probably at the moment I'm probably most scared of the surgery I'm going to get in two weeks on my knee. I have to get an ACL reconstruction. So I've been thinking about that a lot. And once you start Googling, uh, Oh man, you can't Google about that. About illnesses and stuff and, and I've never had a surgery before. It's sort of like, oh, this is gonna be awful. So <laughs> that's been weighing on my mind lately too. But I I don't know. That's probably the scaredest I've been, you know, between that and, and being a kid, you know, and of course, you know, there'd be some movies that would scare me once in a while, but th- I don't know. Being completely alone in the dark is horrible okay. <laughs> so the worst would be if they turn
0: off all the lights during your knee surgery and they're like you have to be awake and do this in the dark yeah i would uh-huh. not that would not be a, a good time <laughs> feel like i'm out right. well i can't believe you at any time i can't google anything though and so i'm just i'm even more terrified i'm like it's, what this, this is bad news <laughs> <laughs> so i think the scaredest i've ever been was also when i was younger and so i was a i was a boy scout and i was a horrible boy scout i'm a horrible outdoorsman um but we were in camp and the the scout leaders like all right just go to this one spot up in the woods and I was with someone else and i'm horrible with directions so i'm like wandering and we just got way off course and we went way out of the camp and eventually like went through these woods and came out near the road and we're like where are we um so we're just wandering around and i just thought i'm not getting back i'm never getting i was pretty young like eight I'm like there's no way we're gonna ever get back i have no way wow. and then eventually we came to a clearing and i recognized like a lake i'm like oh we made it <laughs> and the other. The reason I can't go ever camping. So uh, a couple of years ago, I went with my friends. um, They had a place and we were actually showering. They had like little shower areas. So I go to uh, go take a shower and it's just a little tiny room, like skinny. There's nothing else. So I, I shut the door and I'm like, oh, I forgot something. So I go to get back out and it's like jammed. So I'm just in this little room and I'm like, I can't get out. And there's no windows. There's no, there's just literally a shower. And I, I tell my friends, I'm like, this is gonna sound funny, but I can't get out. I'm stuck, and they're like laughing and like, you're stuck in the bathroom. But it's terrifying. So they're like, how am I gonna get it out? Are they gonna have to call like the park ranger? And I'm gonna have to sit here in a shower stall for like an hour as they come and get me. And then finally, a friend like passed a rock under the door, <laughs> and I like jammed it open. Um, but that was pretty terrifying. It wasn't the dark. If it was the dark, it would be even worse. So
1: I, I lucked out there. <laughs> well, it's funny you may- mention that, um, <clears throat> sort of a side story when I was a kid, I, you know, being afraid of the dark and being claustrophobic. So this kind of helped me relate to that. Uh, I had a nightmare once where I was walking through the woods and there was a coffin lying there and I got in and it closed on me and I started freaking out cause I was locked in this thing and I started punching and kicking and I came, my mom came in, she's like, hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. She goes, man, you tore your poster down from your wall next to you. I'm like, oh. And I turned on the light, and the poster was completely gone, but there was a 16-inch by eight-inch hole in my wall that I'd kicked through <laughs> with my hands and my feet. So yeah, I know what it's, I, I know it's that, like know scared. That's more terrifying yeah. than my moment. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna get. To, so you're with uh, Fright Rags. We can talk mm-hmm. a little
0: about this. So can you explain what it is? Like if someone's like, "Oh, Fright Rags," you know, I saw that in the poster. I see they're working with a little here, but what's the association? Can you tell us a little about that?
1: Sure. We are a an online uh, website that uh, specializes in horror apparel. So anything horror movie or horror related, be it movies or TV or anything in the horror genre, uh, we create T-shirts and other apparel for that.
0: Okay, so this is your, your main time of the year then. This is really
1: the, the good time here. Yeah, it definitely things start I – mean, it's interesting in a business like ours because we can, we can kind of cater our releases throughout the year. Like we can do things for Christmas, things for even the beginning of the year. We can kind of have releases all throughout the year. But as we start getting to September, right in obviously Halloween and then into Christmas, it's, it's pretty busy for us.
0: Okay. Um, so what is your favorite
1: horror movie? Do you have a favorite scary movie then? Oh, yeah. Uh, My favorite movie of all time, horror and not horror, is Halloween. It's John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. Okay. So how do you feel about all the sequels, some of the remakes? Uh, The sequels, you know, the sequels, a lot of the sequels have a special place in my heart because they came out when I was younger. Um, For instance, like Halloween 4 came out when I was 11 years old. I saw it in the theater. You know, I still think it's one of the better sequels. Halloween 5, not so good, but I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. In terms of the remakes and stuff, a lot of people have problems with it. I I, I look at it as if it brings awareness to the originals. I'm cool with that. Um, I saw Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. I didn't hate them. I didn't necessarily love them. I respect what he did because I like him as an artist. I don't particularly think that was a good vision of, of Michael Myers, but it was his vision, so it's a matter of opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Some people love it. That's not the direction I would have gone with it, but I wasn't making the movie. So I'm not one of these people that's like, You're killing my childhood. Like I just think that's that's just not that's just not me. If you want to make it go ahead. It's not ruining the originals. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's his goal isn't to it's to have his take on it, you exactly. know. It shouldn't ruin the original. So exactly. I see that.
1: It's it's his own vision. Then he was able to make it. Great. You know, that's fine. It doesn't ruin John Carpenter's vision. Exactly. Now,
0: I haven't seen the, these final two movies that are playing, little American Werewolf in London. I haven't seen American Werewolf in Paris either, which I mm-hmm. hear is probably not quite as good. Yeah. Um, and then Fright Night as well. So, you know, what are your thoughts on those? You know, have you seen any either of those recently
1: or? You know, it's been actually quite a few years since I've seen an American Werewolf in London. I remember watching it a bunch as a kid, and as I got older, but it's you know, it's funny when we were talking about doing this a few months ago actually held off on watching it again because it was one of those movies that i've sort of been wanting to revisit and i thought no i'm gonna wait until i see it in the big screen again mm-hmm. because you know as much as i know the film it's going to be kind of a new experience for me having never seen it on the big screen um i do love the movie though it's it's just a great it's a classic it's fright night is i cannot wait for that because that is not only one of my favorite vampire horror movies or you know one of my, i guess it would be one of my favorite horror movies as well um It's also, I think, a great movie to watch with a crowd. I think having it be, you know, the night before Halloween. People will be dressed up, hopefully. Yeah, I I think the vibe could be really, really cool for that one, and that excites me the most. And that's one of those movies I could see a hundred times and then go watch again and just still get a kick out of it.
0: Yeah, I really like the premise of it. So when I was putting all these on the website, you know, I watched all the trailers and it was an American werewolf in London that really grabbed me. I'm like, Oh, that trailer is funny. That looks really really good. So I mean, it has a a scare factor to it, but it also it kinda it, it did have like a lot of humor or comedy to there's it. A, it there's a like. there's
1: a black comedy element all the way through the movie. But what I like is that it's being played straight. So while you can kinda laugh at parts, it's an uncomfortable sort of laugh because there's still this underlying feeling of this guy turning into a werewolf and he's terrorizing this town. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, you know, it it doesn't go too far into the comedic, but when it does, it's, it's so interestingly juxtaposed with the horror you know, qualities of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I should note, too, that we're showing all these movies in uh, 35 millimeter, yes. too, which is a great thing.
1: It's awesome. Um,
0: have you... So, have you seen American Werewolf in uh, Paris? The the I think it was like 98 or 97. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen that one. You know, there were certain movies that came out, especially around that time, that I would just look at and go, I- I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> That's probably the right choice. Yeah, maybe home video at some point, but I, I just wasn't... This wasn't really something I was going to spend my time on.
0: Uh, I remember Bush had a song for it, and Bush, who's known, not really as relevant now, but... Uh, sorry, Bush, if you're listening. Um, but in the 90s, they were huge, so they had one pretty good song that was with it. So I'm like, oh, that's good. But the, yeah, the movie itself, I don't know, it just didn't <laughs> didn't look appealing. And it was still, like, 90s, so they, the special effects weren't as great as maybe if they remade it now, so... Um, we do have the costume contest for uh, October thirtieth, fright night. So my question to you is, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever worn?
1: Um, I would have to say the one that sticks out the most is when I was about uh, probably ten or eleven. My mom made, sewed me an entire wolf costume. She uh-huh. went to Joann Fabrics and got these, uh, you know, this, this fur, and she sewed it to one of my like pajamas that was like those feety pajamas, you know, the one the one suit type of things. Mm-hmm. And then she spent all this time making up my face and putting hair on and everything. And to me, that was, you know, I look back at pictures, and it's interesting because the fur was, like, white and black, and my face was all brown and stuff, so it didn't really match. But it didn't matter. Like, that was the the first time I ever felt like I'd been transformed into something, mm-hmm. That was really cool to me, and I think that probably sticks out to me most as a kid. Did you run out and like howl at the moon, or really I, I get just into you it? know one of the things <laughs> I was so grateful for is that it was a warm costume, so I didn't have to wear my jacket. You know, being a kid in Rochester, you know, in Halloween, it could either be sixty degrees or thirty and snowing. Mm. I mean, I remember so many times as a kid walking through, you know, trick or treating, putting on my winter jacket, and it it stunk i didn't want to you know you want to show off your costume you don't want to put on this cool costume and then your winter coat Mm -hmm. you know you're not very scary or convincing so uh it was cool because i got to wander around in my costume without a coat so that was actually a cool benefit of that
0: that that's actually a that's a huge factor. That, that I would always have the coolest costume. Then I got my parents like, oh, you need a coat. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then I walk out. So I'm like, oh yeah, I do. Like I got a cool Ninja Turtles one one year. My mom made like I was Michelangelo, of course. He's the best. Uh, I'll debate anyone who <laughs> disagrees. Uh, so I did that. I had Batman. You know those all old like rubbery masks? I would wear one of those that so they would kind of smell bad, and um, that would keep your face kind of warm. But then the rest of you would just be well, then you get the knot inside the mask. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's horrible. It's and you mask. can't wear a cape because you have a winter coat. You need gloves. Right. It's just
1: – it's horrible. So are you, are you going to dress up for uh, Fright Night here? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I was actually – it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about that this morning. I mean, it would be fun to do something, dress up as something. I just don't know what yet. Um, you know, it's, we're having – actually, my wife and I are putting on a Halloween party this weekend, and I've already been like – you know, we had a hard time coming up with our costumes for that. So now I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear if I do something for Fright Night? So... I don't know. I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I think it's going to be a game time decision.
0: Okay. And so, for, like I said, for these final two screenings, we have beer, we have poutine, we have some art. It's going to be amazing. I love, first of all, seeing poutine while watching a movie is so great. I did that last time. I was just in the theater eating it. It was it was the dream. Uh, but you guys also fright night uh, or fright rags, excuse me. You guys have a table set up too. So what are you guys offering to people that come to the theater?
1: So this weekend we're doing an exclusive poster for an American Werewolf in London. It's going to be limited. It's done by. Um, uh, a, a local artist, Mr. Pervert Justin Ainucci, uh, he is, um, or I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on his last name. I apologize, but he goes by the tag Mr. Pervert. Okay, we'll um, dump it in.
0: Well, the reason I didn't mention it is I, I knew the spelling of that, but I didn't know how to pronounce okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, I was going to say Mr. P R V T. Pervert. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> he prefers Mr. Pervert. Right, understandable. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, it's a classier name. Obviously. Um. So he. Uh, He's, he did that for us, and we're getting that printed locally here at Tiny Fish. So we're really um, excited about that. So that's going to be a limited edition screen print available at the screening. And then next week, we'll probably bring our Fright Night shirt that we released back in August, I think it was, that we have available. So we'll be bringing that to sell as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, and all this stuff has looked great, too. And I'm going to give a shout-out to our projectionist, too, Chris Hogan-Roy, who helped do all this. And he, he's been fantastic. He brought like he got all the 35 millimeter, And, I don't know, this whole – the first three films have been – Been pretty good turnout. Like, we've really liked how it's turned out. Like, but these last two are the ones I was really circling. I'm like, this is where we're going all out. We have the costumes, again, the poutine, the beer, the art. I mean, it just, it's going to be a really fun time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, both these movies start at 10 o'clock Friday, October 23rd, October 30th. Um, Of course, we do have a lot of popcorn and candy at the theater as well. So, another halloween question that i have for you favorite halloween candy
1: oh i think you know it's, it's an age old debate between snickers and reeses uh peanut butter cups okay yeah i think you know as a kid those were the uh those were the top tier the top shelf candy that you had to parse out throughout the year so you didn't or at least a f- couple months so you didn't like waste those and then end up with a whole bunch of Bitto honeys and tootsie rolls at the end of the, the you know time so you know those were definitely the, the two that were my favorite.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Kit Kat, Reese's. Uh, I don't know if there's any. you know it's an underrated one? Uh... Hundred grand, I think it is.
1: I loved hundred grand. Hundred grand was great, and then of course like the mounds and the almond joy. Like you never got as many of those. So you, those you had to sort of uh, ration out too. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the
0: pleasant surprises.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's like all right, cool. I got a mounds. Hold that off or hundred grand. All right, you know I shouldn't eat that. I should eat the crunch bar first. You know what I mean? That type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, you just I, to me, I had a hierarchy of what I had to eat first, or at least what I needed to to hold off on to to make sure I extended my Halloween candy out as long as I could.
0: It really is a science. And I don't know if any kids or trick or treaters are listening, but you really should take our advice (laughs) and follow us. You really have to savor the I'd always like yeah, the Kit Kat, the really good stuff. Uh, but now they have, like, different, like, Kit Kats. They have, like, a dark chocolate, white chocolate. They, like, take those classics and they just transform them.
1: Yeah, there's so many different. You now they have almond Snickers and there's, I think there's dark chocolate Snickers. I am mean, okay
0: with it. You know, I'll, I'll try I'm them all. i totally
1: <laughs> cool with it. I mean, that's the, see, that's the great thing about me being a parent is I get to try my kids' candy. So it's like they bring home all the candy. I don't have to go out and work for it, although I do go out with them and trick-or-treat. And then I get to kind of go through it with them, like, "Oh, you've got like ten Reese's peanut butter cups. Give me five of those. You know, <laughs>
0: you don't need ten. That'll <laughs> yeah, you don't need
1: ten. Come on, that's crazy. Cavity Town. <laughs> we right. don't need that.
0: So, how how old is your your child?"
1: I have two kids. I have my my son William is uh, six. He just turned six, and my daughter is eight. She's turning uh, nine. Okay,
0: daddy. so they're really in the prime of their trick or treating career. Then, yeah,
1: they they're totally into it. I mean, Halloween's a big deal in, in our house. Like my wife's totally into Halloween, and obviously so am I. Um, so the whole month, I mean, we we try to do as much as we can to celebrate the holiday. You know decorate and get our costumes ready and all that stuff and, and watch the movies and things, you know, or the stuff that the kids can watch at least and and really get into it. It's just a, it's a fun time of year for us. So my kids are totally, totally into uh-huh. it. So how, how long is the preparation for their Halloween costumes? Like, do they really get into it too? They're like, I want to be this. They or? do, especially now because there's, well, for this year, because we're having a party, there's the party costume, there's the school costume, and then there's the trick-or-treating costume. Okay. So there's and guys, they're all something
0: different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, first of all, like for instance, uh, my my daughter Maddie wants to be a uh, zombie from The Prairie. She's got this like oh, I like cool, that like, like dr- a dress from like Little House on the Prairie type of thing, like a kind of like a period costume almost. But she wants to bloody it up and then look all dead and stuff. Well, she can't do that for... For school. For
0: school. That's just not going to fly. <laughs> on, school. So, they should she, let her yeah. do that.
1: So she needs to do something a little more conservative for that, which I understand. Same thing with my son. He wants to go as a dead baseball player. He's got <laughs> this cool baseball outfit. we got a Goodwill, and we want to bloody it up and stuff. But for school... How much fake yeah. blood are you spying? Oh, like you know, I just, you just, we'll make it by the gallon, you know, <laughs> and just spray the kids down in the backyard. <laughs> and we'll be good to go. Um, it's all part of the experience. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he'll... Um, you know he'll probably go as Venom or something for school. You know something tame okay. like that. You know we can't. You can't go too. You crazy could have fun with things. Venom though. I mean, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and that's fine. You know I get it. Schools have to be a little more conservative these days, but uh, you know, for home and for trick or treating. I gotta think there's up. one kid that shows up
0: though with like tons of fake blood, blood everywhere. I would
1: hope so. I mean, I don't. I think they're more big on the the. Well, definitely no weapons for sure. Yeah. But, uh, which I understand completely, but then I think. You know, with the blood and stuff, they probably will frown upon. I don't I know. I would think so. Uh, but zombies are so big. And, and my theory is so vampires are big for a
0: while, then zombies. I think mummies are next. I'd like to see a kid as a mummy.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I could see mummies coming back. I mean, they are redoing the whole franchise. Well, yeah, Universal but that wasn't
0: are... even a real good
1: film series. I mean, Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I
0: don't know, the first one was kind of fun, but it, it was wasn't okay. quite what I think what they were going
1: for. But we need, we need a, a good comeback with werewolves. That's you know. Yeah, I would like to
0: see that. That'd be cool. But well, a lot of stuff have all of those in the same yeah. world. Like there's vampires, there's werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a really good movie we just had at the little uh, earlier this year. Uh, what we do in the shadows is kind of had the vampire. I still uh, need to see that. I want to see that so bad. It's been on my radar and on my list. It's a funny movie. It's good. Actually, I just watched it again on uh, Redbox. So I rented it and got it. So that was a good one. Uh, let's see. So what was – we're going back to Candy. I, I got off track a little with these sure. costumes. Um, oh, actually, first of all, I have to mention when you mentioned the the zombie, the prairie zombie, my past Halloween costume, I actually did this for work. Um, I was zombie Waldo. I'm like, you don't find zombie Waldo. He finds you. Nice. <laughs> so I actually wanted to just be Waldo, but I, I couldn't find the right hat. So I found a brain, like one of the brain heads. I'm like, you know what? Going to be zombie Waldo. Nice. So you could you could make zombie anything, I feel. Like zombie radio show host, zombie Absolutely. movie it fits. star, yeah, it's universal. Which so next year I'm hoping it'll be mummy anything. You could just be wrap yourself in toilet paper. You're a mummy. There you go. <laughs> All right, off track again. But what what would you say is the worst Halloween candy? Like you're trick or treating. What's the one thing? Or not even the
1: candy. Like the one thing you're like, oh man. I mean, when I was a kid, I think I mentioned it before. I bit oh honey. I don't know <laughs> who was eating those things, but no, can you even? They're so hard and they're, chewy ugh. and. You know, the one candy that was deceiving because I liked it until I ate it were things like Sugar daddies or the, um well, the Sugar Daddy, like the stick, the sucker stick, the caramel stick, mm-hmm. or the, um like the, the not the milk balls, but the Sugar Daddy balls, you know, the caramel things. Okay. Like, those were, like, oh, yay, caramel and, like, little chocolate or whatever, and you stick it in your mouth and, like, why did I do this? This is, I can't get it off my teeth. Like, that was the most deceptively, like, evil candy ever. <laughs> but, like, to me, bitto Honey and, like, It's not that I didn't like Tootsie Rolls. I didn't like the ratio of Tootsie Rolls to everything else I had. Because at the end, I would always have, like, 50 to 80 Tootsie Rolls. And I'm like, I can't eat this many. Like, if I had 10, I'd be all set. But, like, I just can't eat this many. And I don't care what anybody says. It's not chocolate. I understand it is, but it's not. (laughs) Like, it's not chocolate when you compare it to anything else. So... It's just a bad substitute after you've eaten like three dozen Snickers bars, and you go to have a tootsie roll, and you're like, "No, man, you, I need to go. I, I'll, I'll take a Hershey's regular chocolate bar over that any day." You know. Oh yeah. So, but biddle honey, man, <laughs> I don't think I. I think I've had one in my entire life, and I was like, "Dude, this is this no. is." Sucks. I hope the bit honey people aren't listening. We apologize. Well, <laughs> it's like reverse uh, you know, product placement. You know, it's just speaking <laughs> the truth, man. Sometimes you got to hear it. I mean, they got to make hurts. a better product. I mean, it's, it's exactly. on that really. Just make it a little know, softer. A little, yeah,
0: add a little chocolate. To I'd be fair,
1: something. though, uh, now that I'm older, I would be willing to try it to see if there was something I was missing as a kid. So what if it was like changed everything? What if it was like a mind blowing? Maybe you just need to mature in your taste. And, it's possible. I mean, there's a lot then. of things I didn't like as a kid that I love now. So maybe Biddle Honey could be. Biddle Honey list. could maybe be. I'll one. try it this year.
0: Biddle Honey could redeem itself. Yeah.
1: Speaking of product placement, though, I kind
0: of wish. Uh, I wish I could do that. Like a delicious Reese's mm-hmm. Pieces, and they just ship Reese's to my <laughs> to my desk. Maybe they'll try it. If you're listening, Kit Kat people or Reese's people, you could send. Yeah, the Hershey's candy. get on that. Send candy, to the a little. Uh, <laughs> I'll eat it all uh so i think i'm winding down you know is there anything else that you want to add about fright rags or about this film festival
1: anything you, that, that i miss that you would want people to know um not really i mean, think you covered it all i think the, the biggest thing for me is that we want to get as many people out to these as possible because we like to keep doing them mm-hmm. i mean we've been working with a little for six years now and every year we've been able to do something pretty cool this year i feel like we've really started to gain some momentum and uh you know it's the, the little is a great resource for the city. I mean, it's an amazing theater, it's historic, and for us to be able to to partner with them and to do things with them on a fan level. I mean, obviously the art house films and those types of things are are, you know, completely valuable and, and necessary for that type of theater in our city. And I love those too, but I also love bringing some genre fans in and using it as a platform to sort of to show things that, you know, people like us want to see in the theater and, you know, I see this happening all over the country, and it's nice to have it right in our backyard.
0: Okay. So I, I just started the
1: little in July, so i haven't been for the past ho- Halloween stuff. So, so what have you guys done in the past? Well, in 2009, we started out with a – it was a actually a 25-hour horror movie <laughs> marathon. Not 24. It went an extra hour, and we showed movies for 24 hours. And we started out Wait, with 25 a, hours? Or 25 hours, sorry. <laughs> uh, and we had it start out with a zombie walk, and then we had people coming. It was, that was a lot of fun. I do remember the zombie walk. Yeah, that was cool. And then the next year, we did 24 hours. So we cut an hour off. That extra hour was tough. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. And people were falling over, passing out. You know, it was crazy. So we had to back it off to 24. Uh, but that was a lot of fun as well. And then since then, we've kind of mixed it up. Uh, there would be a year where we do like just a double feature. Um, or we would do like maybe a couple weeks where like last year we did, um, was it last year? I think it was last year we did Friday the 13th part one and two. And then we had a Skype interview with Amy Steele, who was the star of part two. Uh, and then we also at another night did Evil Dead two, um, oh, okay. which was a lot of fun. Uh, that's another thing that we want to do is do more of that. In fact, um, I don't know if you knew, but because this was sort of a late edition, so it's probably not. In I did know this,
0: and I just realized the Tom Holland. Yes, we are doing q
1: yeah. and A Q&A with Tom Holland, which is the director of *Fright Night*. We are doing that right after the screening. So anybody who's around for the screening right after the movie ends, he'll pop up on the big screen, and you can ask him questions right there, face to face. And again, I think that you know, being in Rochester, we're obviously not in LA and where most people are, and we can't just kind of, you know, get a limo to take him over here. But having a Skype interview is cool because you, you just watch the movie and you have a chance to ask these people questions and they're right there in front of you. And it's just a it's just a great, you know, resource again for being able to get genre fans closer to the movies and the people that were in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that actually, as you, you mentioned the first guy, but
0: I'm like, oh, I didn't mention Tom Holland. But it's really, it's such an incredible thing to be able to, the director that did this movie, you could ask them anything you want. It looks, we do this for our One Take Doc series too, which was kind of funny. One of the directors was like, oh, I feel like I'm the Wizard of, of Oz because they're on the oh, giant yeah. screen and their face like towers over you. But to be able to ask the filmmaker, I mean, like, how often can you do that, especially for a film that was made, uh, uh what like 30 years ago it was th-
1: wasn't it made in 1985 yeah, it's it was, 30 uh, years old this year i mean that's the thing you know the only time you get to do that is at a convention and, and even then your time could be limited and you know not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to travel out to conventions you know because a lot of them especially when you live in rochester you know your next biggest ones are generally around six hours away i mean syracuse is doing scarecon every year and that's actually getting bigger which is awesome because that's at least, you know, it's a turning stone, so it's only an hour and a half away or so. But the next biggest ones are, you know, you've got Cincinnati, you've got, you know, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, New York, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit of a jaunt if you have to get out there. And for maybe even the casual fan that maybe loved Fright Night but maybe, you know, isn't like the biggest horror fan and has to drive out to a show, they can come see the movie and still talk to the director. Yeah, it's a great thing. Um, and uh, how how early
0: do you start planning this stuff? Like, are you already have in mind what maybe you want to do next Halloween? Or is that a little down the no, road? No,
1: I mean, we. I plan. I feel like I'm always in planning mode. Um, in terms of this event, we started planning back in June. Uh, was the initial meetings between uh, Chris and Eric and myself. And that was sort of the beginnings of this whole thing. And then it just got you know, snowballed from there. So it, it is about 4 to Five months or whatever in advance, um, but for me, this is something that you know it would be nice to do a little bit more often throughout the year. You know, last year we were able to do a couple more screenings during the year. Um, they tied in with our releases of our shirts and stuff. But I think it, it could be fun to do slightly more often, but just beef it up a little bit for Halloween, and not even necessarily focus on horror. I mean, you could. Fo- I mean, you guys are doing the Mondo movie series, so mm-hmm. that sort of encompasses a little bit of what you know we'd like to do on on on, on that type of scale. Okay.
0: Uh, so anything else you want to add? I'll give you the floor again. Anything you want? You can say hi to your
1: children, your family. Uh, I <laughs> Millions mean, are listening. <laughs> Hello to everyone listening. <laughs> um, I would just, you know, if you're looking for some cool horror shirts, check out Fright Rags. That's fright with a hyphen and then rags.com. And uh, definitely make it out to one of the screenings or both this month and uh, help support the little and Rochester. I mean, really, I I was
0: showing some people the re- release. There's uh, the press release I sent out. So there's poutine, beer, horror movies. I mean, really, what else? It's pretty much the trifecta. Yeah, I like think. what else do you want? Like that is what you want in Halloween, even more. Like I wouldn't even dream to have poutine and beer together with with this movie. I mean, it's
1: and that's one of the things that we were trying to go for is we wanted to bring in local companies to just have it be an event. I mean, with the artists that we have, you know, Dudes Night Out are doing all this artwork that's on display. You know, like you said, La Petite Patine being outside and having that element of being able to kind of have some street food and walk into the theater and then having Rock Brewing, having a local brewery brew up some beer. They're bringing their pumpkin ale in the next two weeks. That's going to be awesome. I mean, where can you do that around here? You really can't. And, And that's what we're trying to foster Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, w- which we
0: love. I mean, the events like this are they're so much fun. And actually, we opening October 23rd, so the, the two movies on the 23rd and 30th, they start at 10. So there's time to see a movie before even you get your put- your poutine, your beer. Um, and opening the 23rd, we have Goodnight Mommy, which is – I don't know if any of you – have, have you seen the trailer for this? I haven't, no. So it's, it's a foreign <laughs> film, and I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's these two young – twins these two young children and they're supposedly their mom comes back it's this woman she just said bandages all over and then always like i don't think you're a real mommy and it just anyway, I for it I think one of the captions was nightmare fuel for it. And it just, I, I don't think my explaining can do it justice, but it looks, it looks terrifying. Like it's the perfect Halloween movie. I'll hmm. probably see it sometime, you know, as we, as we get close to Halloween. And nice. um, it really, I think would go well too with, with some of the films we're showing at uh, these Mondo ones. So definitely. Um, definitely check that out. We'll have the showtimes on the org. Um, Again, anything to add or we'll wrap up here? I think we're all set. Well, thank you for joining us. This was great. I love I love talking Halloween. It's one of the best holidays, definitely. Uh, so thanks again to my guest today, Ben Scrivens of Fright Rags. Uh, you can, again, check out the website. That's fright-rags.com. That's right, correct. Yep. Okay. For more, you can visit org for more on Armando Halloween Films. Again, October 23rd, An American Werewolf in London. We have Blood Clown playing before it, which is just the best name, Blood Clown. I love that. Um, October 30th, Fright Night with a costume contest, a Skype Q&A session with director Tom Holland. And until next time, we'll see you at The Little.